Hello everyone, thank you so much for clicking on yet another episode of Pages from My Notebook, a true-to-life podcast. My name is Erica, I'm your host. And shit sucks. <laughs> Sorry to uh, give a tale straight like that, but um, yeah, you know when you say, you know, what else, what's the worst that could happen? It, it happens. Um, so... <laughs> I'm so sad that I can't give you a positive update from the first grad school diaries. Um, But, you know, I'm the one living it. So uh, feel bad for me anyway. um, So (laughs) I'm laughing to keep from crying, literally. But if you want to see what else I've been up to since the first installment, keep on listening. So I don't remember exactly where I left off in the first chapter. So I'm just going to give you all a general recap of what has happened so (laughs) i moved to illinois um the flight is fine i almost had to pay 150 dollars for a bag i avoided that i get here um fast forward to when my move-in day comes i get the keys uh the apartment trash like looks nothing like the pictures looks nothing like what i toured dirty old just bad 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 then my u-haul that's supposed to be delivered on sunday before i start classes is canceled and the parking space that i paid a hundred dollars for was apparently not sufficient space so then i had to pay another hundred dollars to reserve the space again and five hundred dollars for two men in a truck to come and deliver my things but there was a car in this parking space that i had reserved and so i called a tow truck for them to tow the car and by the time he finished towing the car the movers had finished moving everything into my apartment so (laughs) you can imagine me alone no friends no family around just like you know the acquaintances in my cohort no money to my name the budget the the money that I had it's it's been long gone long (laughs) accounted for so just me and my credit card you know against the world um so yeah now i'm in the shitty apartment my allergies are flaring up because it's obviously not clean with all my stuff everywhere and having to figure out am i even gonna stay in this place everything is booked up i can't move they're gonna let me on my like there's just so much going on and then on top of that i tell the landlord about everything that's wrong with it he sends his maintenance man who promptly goes down the list looks at everything and says that 99% of the things are cosmetic and won't be changed. So none of the paint, none of the holes in the wall, none of the chipped paint, the cabinets, the smears, the ring in the toilet. It's just, it, that's all cosmetic and they don't care. So cue another breakdown. And <laughs> the only thing they're going to do is replace the tile on the floor and patch the holes in my shower. Yes, you heard that correctly. There are holes, tears in my shower. And so when all this is happening, I'm missing class already. (laughs) I've missed two class periods of one class. And I emailed the professor to let him know. And I'm promptly already within two days, the first week of class behind on assignments, which I'm like, oh, great. On top of my apartment being crap. I'm going to fall behind and lose my fellowship, which is the whole reason I'm here. And it's going to all be for nothing. So 
<laughs> that's sort of, I think, what's filling in the gap between last episode and sort of now. So after all of that, it's now I'm entering the third week of the program. It's Labor Day weekend. I have spent multiple nights doing assignments, catching up, trying to learn Excel and Illustrator and all of these things. Um, my apartment has gotten better. I painted some of the walls because if they don't care about how it looks, that doesn't mean I can't care about it. So they're not going to check me because they know this place is a piece of shit. Anyway, so I feel a little bit better about the whole apartment thing. But overall, classes are interesting. It's really hard because I feel like I enjoy what I'm learning. I enjoy the conversations and like I really feel engaged in my learning, which I haven't really fully done in a long time because of senioritis and everything. But this program is very practical. It's training us for the real world. They say all the time, this is what an employer is going to ask of you in these types of urban planning positions. And so we have our first assignment and the professor asks us how we're doing. And I raise my hand and be like, yo, this was hard. Like, <laughs> I didn't understand this, this and this. This was difficult to achieve. And I asked, you know, do you have any resources for help on like errors that we run into? And he says, the best way to learn Excel is to make the mistakes and make them over and over again. And I, I know I like smile. I, well, I was wearing a mask, so I, I just nod. And in my head, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I know, I know you're trying to prepare me for the real world, but your answer was to struggle. Huh? Like. This is one of the top programs in the country. So I'm like, you, you don't, there's nothing you can help. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> and so everyone in the class is like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> and then, and then, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself because I don't have, I'm just free forming it, you know, on these episodes. Um, hopefully that's good with y'all. Cause that's what I have the energy for, but I ask in a group chat of upperclassmen, like, do y'all have any tips on how to do Excel and how to do all this? And one, the first girl says um, that she agrees with the professor that you just have to struggle through it. And she says, Google is a good resource. Sistrin, <laughs> my fellow soldier in Christ, do you think that Googling is not how I completed the first assignment? In your brain, did you think, I wonder if this person knows that you can search for things on the internet? Like, <laughs> sometimes, I don't know what it is. People, maybe it's just me, but there's some things you just don't say to people and there's ways that you speak to people. So if you don't have anything helpful or nice to say, like, you just don't contribute. I just wish somebody luck. But like to tell me to Google something, it's like, no shit. Like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I was doing before I asked you for help like <laughs> and so most people said you know uh YouTube and Google really helped which is like well that's not helpful because that's what I that's what I that's what I did um and so then someone else was like yeah we've all just been winging it since the first semester of the first year so I'm like great nobody knows what the fuck is going on or this is a bunch of people who are just innately good at these things or you know what because most people like that, they've had the resources their entire life to prepare them for that. So it's, it's the whole thing. But 
if you're a student, you know, when you have a professor that's really passionate about something, they're not always the best teacher about it because they assume that everyone else really loves it or cares about it in the same way that they do. And so they talk about it like you already have the base knowledge that they do. But that's not true because you're just there for the requirement. And so there's a disconnect in how someone teaches something versus how people are learning it. And that's what I feel like I'm running into here because another person in class raised their hand when the teacher said what went well with the project and said, I really liked using Excel because it was just doing the same things over and over again. And meanwhile, me, it was like, I hated that part because I didn't know what I was doing. So there's two, there's multiple types of learners in the classroom and in these types of programs, which for me, coming from engineering, it's felt like everyone was in on the secret and didn't tell me. Everyone already knew like what was going on. It was like I missed so much. And thus, especially being younger in undergrad, like it's a social thing and it's, it's like a whole cycle and whatnot. And so I'm trying not to. And it has been that hard not to compare myself to others because literally at this point, like no one else is getting the grades but me. I don't really care what other people are getting, how they're doing. Like, I am so, like, solely focused on myself. It's not even funny, <laughs> especially academic-wise, because I'm literally, I'm here because the program put money behind my promise. That's how I'm thinking about it. And it's very rare that people show you your worth in ways that are tangible <laughs> to you if you know what I mean like so many people will tell you like oh great job like you're so valuable but then they don't you're not given your flowers you're not given anything that is of equitable you know resource to what you provide to other people and when you keep giving giving and giving and get nothing back it's very draining and that's why a lot of people burn out on school and don't go back right away or don't go back to school at all because they're just giving, 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 giving. And it's like, you know, a letter grade on a paper isn't going to pay the bills. It's not going to put food in your stomach. It's not going to tell you you're wonderful. You know what I mean? And so I feel like there's a reason I'm here. Literally, they said they wanted me so much that they're going to waive my tuition so I can be here and get this degree for you know, a fraction of a fraction of the costs of most other people that are here. And I mentioned this in the other episode, but that is such a great opportunity. And I'm so torn because I'm grateful, but so much shit has happened where I'm like, I don't know if this is right. I don't know that this is what's supposed to be happening. And so so far, I've been able to do the assignments. It's taken me a long time and not without hard work. But it's like, this is only the first couple of weeks. And the professor said, the first assignment is the easiest one. They're all going to get harder. <laughs> and it's like, I know we're all in, in grad school and whatnot. But I feel like most of my cohort is also like fresh out of undergrad or really close. And so we're all typically younger. Some people have had other degrees and have worked for a while but everyone seems like within a similar age range so we're all kind of looking at each other like oh shit <laughs> what did we get ourselves into <laughs> and I don't I don't have regret regrets quite 
because I do feel good and I see I see the finish line. I see the horizon and the bigger picture. But in trying to be present and working on mindfulness and whatnot, it's really hard to stay positive and motivated when the present the present sucks. Like it quite literally, like I said in the intro, I have had a terrible time. I've gone through worse times, but this time is also pretty bad. Like it's affecting me physically. Like I'm not eating. My stomach hurts. I'm restless. I'm exhausted, but can't really sleep well. Just so much is going on. So many things that are trying to derail me from my purpose here. And I'm trying to think, I think every day, what is this trying to teach me? What am I supposed to learn? What is this? What is this period of struggle supposed to get me to by going through? And I I have a couple of ideas. I'm not sure. I wish because God doesn't really speak to me in words so much. Like when people say, oh, God told me this or that or showed me this. I don't necessarily get that like explicitly. I don't know if anyone else really does either. And they're just sort of making it up. But I've come up with a few different conclusions. One is that I need to learn to be content with my present. Something I do a lot is compare myself to others. I see other people my age or younger, you know, especially when I was in undergrad, I felt sad that I didn't have the typical college experience. I didn't enjoy partying or getting blackout drunk or, or, or I didn't have like a ton of invites in my calendar every weekend and a bunch of different friends that I could hang out with or anyone that I hung out with on a regular basis. <laughs> like I was alone a lot of the time and I enjoy my alone time and being with myself, but I just wish I had the option, you know, and for a long time I felt, and sometimes I still do feel like a third choice, third string friend where people don't really think of me when they think of someone they want to spend time with. And so, or I should say, you know, expanding off of that, now seeing everyone go into the real world, their adult life, and going on trips, and moving with their significant other, and moving to cities, and starting jobs, and and just looking like they're finally there, and they made it. It's like, I don't have, I don't have any of that. Like, I haven't had anything that anyone else has had, or that I think I should have for five years now and it's really hard to continually continually be in a place where you're not you know exactly happy you're not exactly fulfilled totally and and think like you know I wish I was somewhere different I wish I was different I wish I was a different person sometimes but being in a situation now where my present place is so much worse than my past I'm trying I'm trying to think of this as a lesson in contentment and satisfaction and like finding not necessarily the silver lining but I guess being content is the is the best way about it not necessarily settling but realizing that things can always be or can easily be different than they are now like in Pittsburgh, my apartment, it didn't have AC, which is a big <laughs> downfall. And, you know, my upstairs neighbors were loud, blah, blah, blah. But in my apartment here in Illinois, like, I have AC, 
but my neighbors are still loud and people are stealing packages and the dumpster gets knocked over and <laughs> my carpet is old and dirty. <laughs> There's a hole in my shower. You know what I mean? Like you don't, the grass is always greener. You don't know what you got till it's gone. All, all of those things. So I think maybe that's the big thing that I need to learn, you know, and just be content. But when I sit down and think about what I really want and how I want to feel, I want to be happy. And I'm not. (laughs) I've had moments, you know, of course, of happiness. But overall, especially here in this, this last three, two, three weeks has felt like six months like so much has happened to one person in such a short amount of time so much hardship too and again like I'm so grateful I'm in a great place like I have a great opportunity but it's it's surrounded it's like it's like a cake but it's surrounded by cacti that you have to get through you know what I mean like you're in the center of the storm and like, you know, it's supposed to be calm in the eye of the storm, but I'm getting hit by like the flying like cars and, and fence posts and shit. But it's like, what? I thought I was doing the right thing. And that's another thing, too, I think, is learning like to follow. Well, purpose versus passion, those are two different, very different things, I think. I think they can both be the same thing, but they're not necessarily always the same. And so I know that when I am in class and learning and listening and reading and thinking about like my career, which is something I really like about the program is they say, you know, you're learning and practicing for your future self, for your career, for the impact that you want to have. And that's what I really like. Like they think about who do you want to be when you're finished here? And you know, when I think about the impact I can have in a career in this field, it does it does keep me going. And I feel like the work I'm doing is going to be important, which is always what I wanted. And I think my perspective is valuable and we do need a lot more perspectives from black women in everything, <laughs> to be honest, in the world. But then again, when I see everything, it's like where everyone's saying like, yeah, you just you just have to struggle like it's just going to be hard. It's like, I don't know if I want to work with Excel for 40 years. I don't know if I want to sit at a desk or collect data or I don't I don't know. I don't know because right now I don't like it right now. I don't enjoy it. And so it's hard to think I'm going to get to a place where this will all be useful and beneficial. And it's like, but if I get there, but I still really want to do it. What was the point? On top of all the big picture, more existential type things, I feel like I I hear myself and I recognize that I'm complaining a lot more. But honestly, I don't know how else I'm supposed to respond when all this random bad shit keeps happening to me one after another. Like, for example, the other day I was going to go to the grocery store and I bought a new grocery cart. So I put it together and I head out. So I'm on the bus. I'm getting off the bus And the bus driver is like, someone pulled the string, like, you need to get off, the door is open. And so I get to the front, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I just needed to get through. And the driver goes, I wasn't talking to you. Nigga, what? (laughs) I'm standing in the front, and I'm the one that pulled the string. How am I supposed to see that anyone else behind me pulled the string and that you're talking to them? (laughs) Like, (laughs) for 
And second of all, who are you talking to like that? I said very nicely, like, oh, I'm sorry. I just need to get through to the front. He goes, I'm not talking to you, bitch. Then don't give me an attitude. And so it's like, <laughs> and at that point, I was having an okay day. I'm like, damn, what did I do? <laughs> you know, and to make matters worse, I get to the grocery store. I I'd had an appointment with my dietitian. I was like, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to have a plan for what I'm going to get, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm going down the aisle, I'm passing this lady, and she looks down and she goes, oh, and I thought she just like dropped something or whatever. And I look, and the left wheel of my brand new grocery cart is on the ground. (laughs) And the way that it's set up, there's like a mechanism that keeps it in place. It's like this tiny pin that is long gone. I I can't, I can't see it. I don't know where it is. I can't find it. So here I am with like... (laughs) all of these heavy things because I got a cart so I could carry water and like things I can't carry myself so I can just roll them home and so the wheel is on the ground and the cart is lopsided because it has four wheels so I'm like okay well I guess I'll just check out now because I can't really carry anything else and I'll just have to make it work and on the way out the door after I check out the second back wheel pops off so here I am <laughs> with this full grocery cart and a bag in on my shoulder, full bag. And this cart with only two of the front wheels. And if you've ever seen a grocery cart, the two wheels on the back are larger than the two on the front. And I just have the two on the front left. These two tiny wheels. <laughs> and it's like, why? <laughs> why, God? Like, what did I do? I literally don't know, like... Who I wrong is is things like this. And, you, you know, if you're hearing the story, it's like, oh, wow, that's a fluke accident. Stuff like this happens every single day. Little terrible things that just keep adding up on top of the big things that, you know, were here when I got here. U-Haul's canceled. Boom. Have to pay $500 for movers. Boom. The apartment management doesn't care that it's a piece of shit. Boom. Like all of this stuff. And then I just try to go to the grocery store to feed myself and the fucking wheels pop off of the cart. What? And then another cherry on top. The cart is non-returnable and non-refundable on Amazon. And when I do the little chat function, it just takes me back to the return screen that told me you have to talk to the people to get a refund. It's like, what? <laughs> like it literally is like, I cannot make this shit up. Why is this happening to me? I've gone through so much already. Please get off of my wig. I don't have any edges left. Let me breathe. <laughs> I don't understand why life is raining cats and dogs for shits and giggles on me. I literally do not get it. And like I said before, I'm in this space that sounded so great. It's such this great opportunity. And everything is going wrong. And something else I'm just realizing I neglected to mention, because my tuition is covered, financial aid considers me to be fully funded, and therefore, I'm ineligible for any more student aid. So, the loan that I got to cover my living expenses, because that's an approved use of federal student loans, was canceled, because my cost of attendance is covered. The cost of attendance... They say they include living expenses, but that's not realistic. So, (laughs) so I, 
I waited on the phone probably 30 minutes for them to tell me, oh, yeah, like your loan is canceled. You're you're fully funded, like it's ineligible, whatever. And so I I don't know what to do. And so I call the fellowship office because my stipend hadn't been dispersed, even though it said it started on August 15th. And so I called him and she says, yeah, the first disbursement date is in September. And I said, even though it says it starts in August, she said, yes. And I hung up the phone. So again, once again, here, no friends, no family, no money. My savings are gone and I won't get paid the money that I need to pay my bills until the middle of September. And all of my bills are due in the beginning of September. So what place do you think that puts me in? A bad one. (laughs) And another thing, my tuition is fully funded, but not all of my fees are. So I have an almost $600 balance on my account. And financial aid says, yeah, these fees aren't covered by the waiver, but you can use your stipend to cover it. I could if I had it on time, but you all decided to give it to me in September. It's like, second of all, get out of my pockets because you don't know what I have going on over here. I've been through the ringer, okay? It's just like, like I said, not to complain. And I hate a woe is me complaining ass bitch. I hate someone who is like, everything in the world is against me. I can't win, la, 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 la. But I literally have the evidence to prove it. (laughs) I literally have the photographic video written evidence that all of this bad shit keeps happening to me. Mind you, months before this, my the love of my life breaks up with me. <laughs> I'm involuntarily hospitalized for a mental health episode. And I didn't know if I was going to graduate college on time. Like the last, what is it? Let's just say, let's just say March to now. Just hell, just bad. Just not good. Periods of goodness, but also having to quit my job. Because of said mental episode, like trying to find a summer job, it's just, it has been so much. <laughs> I have been through so much. And it's hard because being in between therapists, I only have my family to talk to this about. And I know they mean well and they're trying to understand because they're older and whatnot. But I just feel like I'm annoying them. And... I'm trying to be open because something I do a lot in an effort to not be perceived as weak or needing help. I just internalize everything and no one finds out that things are going wrong until something really extreme happens, like needing to go to the hospital. And so I'm trying to keep them updated and tell them how I feel. And and it's just like it's at a point now where I say things happen and nobody responds. And it's like I just need someone to tell me that it's going to be okay and like that I'm trying my best (laughs) and I just feel like I'm annoying everybody because my everyday is so hard and to them it's like you know I don't necessarily need advice because again I know they're trying but they don't know like the entire ins and outs of a situation So it's just like, it's just throwing so much stuff at the wall when I already am like frazzled in my mind and have tried everything I know to try to do before telling people about things. Because again, it's hard for me to ask for help. So I'm trying 
And like when I come to people, it's almost like frantic because I've tried everything and it's not working. And so it's like throwing people into the middle of the situation and trying to figure it out. And it sounds like it's something I need help with, but I really at that point just need to be listened to. But for them, it's hard to know the difference. And like it comes across as sometimes me having an attitude or raising my voice. And I hate that because they are trying to help me. But I just I get to this point after all of these things happen where I'm not a nice person or I don't say things the nicest or best way. And I don't like that. And I don't like that these situations make me feel like this and that's how I act. I I don't. It's something I don't like that these are changing me and that when so many things happen, sometimes I don't even cry anymore. I just I just feel numb. It's just another it's another notch on the belt that's whipping me in the back. And again, it's like, what is the point? Like, why am I here? I could be at home living rent free. I could have had savings. (laughs) Like I could have saved myself so much stress if I just didn't. If I didn't do this, if I stayed where it was safe. And that's the biggest thing, too. I thought that this was going to be a great experience. I was like, my my grad school is free. I'm getting paid to be here. Like, it was supposed to be great. And every single thing has gone wrong. And I don't know why. Like I said, I'm just trying to figure out why all of this is happening. What is the purpose of it being difficult? Because undergrad was difficult. It was really hard. I earned my stripes. I'm made of steel. I I can do it. I'm resilient. But this is like it 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 breaks someone down after a while. And on top of it having to keep going and do the schoolwork that I'm here to do on top of not having a great living situation. It's stressful. It's hard. And I don't understand why. What what is the point? And what I'm what I'm supposed to gain? And even more so, I am thinking about all that I had in Pittsburgh and how, I don't know, I felt like I was ready to go because I just felt so like I needed to be removed from the undergrad experience. But now I feel like maybe I didn't give it enough of a chance as, you know, like a legitimate place to be. Like, it's a really great city and who knows if I wouldn't have gone to grad school, maybe I would still be in a my great relationship and I would have a job and a nicer apartment and I would be closer to my family and friends. You know, again, it's all the what ifs, because if I didn't come here, I, you know, would have been imagining like what it was like to go to school here and all of that stuff. But I don't know. It's lonely. It's hard. And that's how growth happens. Diamonds are made under pressure. Caterpillars have to go in a cocoon to be a butterfly, blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't know when this season of me going through hardship is, is going to end. I don't know when I'm going to be ready to receive my blessings that I'm sowing the seeds for and crying, putting in blood, sweat, and tears, quite literally, into. I don't know. And the scariest thing is, I don't know if I'll be ready or when. Because even despite all the bad things happening here, I'm going to finish. I'm going to get the master's degree. I'm going to reach the finish line. 
But I don't want to get to the end and realize I didn't grow along the way. So here I am alone recording this podcast, finally letting out everything. Well, mostly everything that I've been thinking about over these last few weeks. And instead of continuing to wallow and isolate because that's what depression wants me to do. I'm thinking about what I can do within my limits that is going to help. And something I realized that I need is to believe more fully in myself. And I need to use my gifts and my creativity for something that solely is for my own purpose and enjoyment and fulfillment. And I'm doing one of those things right now, which is recording a podcast. But the second thing I want to do is really put my all into my Etsy store. I bought a Cricut machine. I just ordered a printer off of Amazon and I want to sell stickers. I'm a licensed vendor for my sorority. I ha- I'm an insured sole proprietorship. Like I really want to believe in myself and see where I can go if I really put 110, 20, 50 percent into not just building myself as a brand because I'm more than, you know, something that people something that depends on other people's approval, which is why I really give it to all the vendors out there, because I'm not one for really selling things or like having to depend on that because I don't know just the way my my independence my hyper independence is is set up I just I just can't do it but for an Etsy store I feel like making stickers it's fun I like stickers I can design stickers that I would actually want to buy and use and wear and you know I can channel it into things like I have a black girl mental health collection coming up that is really fun and resonates with me and hopefully resonates with a lot of people but even if no one buys anything, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy creating something that represents me, but also gives a voice to someone else out there who, whether we share one thing in common or 50, we can all relate to through this one thing. And I think that's really powerful. And that's also the impact I want to have in my career. But I want to give myself options to say, hey, I don't have to depend on this outside source or organization or company to live my life. I can be myself and be successful in that monetarily and spiritually, internally, mentally, X, Y, and Z. And that's something I'm really excited about to take my mind off of (laughs) the hard work that I'm doing for school and academic achievement and and whatnot. Because we have to have balance. I don't think it's healthy to throw our all into literally just one thing I think we all need to be as humans need to be varied in our interests and passions and pursuits and even just have things we enjoy casually you know something that you don't have to be good at to enjoy I think that's the true definition of a hobby that I read somewhere that I can't remember secondly is socially I feel myself sort of in this back and forth limbo of being upset that I haven't become a different person who is the social butterfly and has introduced myself to all the people all these people and you know has gone out a bunch of times and made a group of friends already because 
truth be told, quiet as it's kept, I've never been that person. And I don't think I'm going to be. (laughs) And I think it's unfair for me to automatically want or expect myself to turn into that person whenever I'm in a new environment where I theoretically have the choice to become whoever I want. Like, it's just it's just not me to be like that open and go up to people. It's just not in the cards. And that's okay. I am proud of myself for being open. And, you know, I had no anxiety during orientation, which is crazy. I was so happy and proud of myself. And these last few weeks, you know, I've learned that grad school is a lot like undergrad and which is a lot like high school, which there are people that gravitate towards each other here. Like in undergrad, when class would end, people were like running to get out of the door. But in grad school, like most people stand and talk and like, you know, stand around and wait for a while. And it's awkward for me because I have all of my classes with like 90 percent of the people in my cohort. So it's like we all know each other. But it's awkward when you're the only one or like the first couple of people who get up to leave because it's like everyone is waiting around and talking to each other and like going to hang out and stuff. It's like I I don't really know. Like I'm tired (laughs) and I need to decompress and like it just feels like I'm I miss the window again to make a friend group. But also, like, we're adults. We don't have to play by that, like, old high school undergrad rule where, you know, you make your friends during welcome week and, like, who live on your floor. (laughs) You know, like, there's a whole wide world out there that I'm not constrained to the people who I entered this program with. Not to say that I don't want to be friends with them because I'm pretty good. I mean... I'll just use friends and acquaintances interchangeably here. I think I'm pretty okay friends with a couple of people. And I'm I'm good with that, you know? And I think because so much has happened, it's felt like so much more time has passed. But it's only been two and a half weeks. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of, like, overthinking it. But I know there's more opportunities. And once things, you know, mellow out here and I feel better about my surroundings, I'll be able to be more like myself and not so you know, just frustrated all the time and not maybe the nicest person and how I'm coming across. So there's, there's room for growth and everything. The one thing I'm really not concerned with is dating. Like I, (laughs) the last, the very last thing I need is to insert a man into any, any of this going on, both in my physical space and my mental space. Like I'm completely fine not being in a relationship, not searching for a relationship. I'm most likely not going to live here after I graduate. So I don't need to make any, you know, ties or connections in that way. Um, So all of the men of Champaign-Urbana, all your boyfriends are safe. (laughs) All your brothers, uncles, cousins, like they're good. We're good. (laughs) Like I don't, I'm not looking for them at this time. That's subject to change, but it's probably not going to. Um, yeah, I know that I'm loved and I'm surrounded by love and there's so much more love that I have yet to discover that's meant for me. It's just, you know, I need to, I need to work on giving it to myself more. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Honestly, y'all, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, oh, I went viral on TikTok. That was cool. I got 
almost I think like 460,000 views and like 68,000 likes on a video um about me having sex but um <laughs> go go follow it uh erica.v99 underscore on tiktok something like that um <laughs> tiktok has been really fun too so that was cool and that's another thing that sort of feeds into the whole thing of like starting my business and really believing in myself because I just made that TikTok on a whim and you know it blew up so you never know um when it's when it's going to be your time to shine and so hopefully that works out with my business which will help me with the whole money situation cuz girl these credit cards they are not going away so <laughs> I just want to thank you all for listening to this episode hopefully you're enjoying this grad school series I feel like this wouldn't have been as eventful of a series or like have as much content if shit didn't go south so quickly. You know, I don't know what the future is going to look like. Hopefully things get better. Hopefully I learn more lessons that don't involve me suffering first. <laughs> Please, Jesus Lord. Um, but yeah, pray for your girl. Uh, send me a cash app, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle. I accept all of the above. Please. Um, you know, when you see me pop out with things, just support me, please. Just send me a heart or, or a hand clap, like some something. I just need a little bit of encouragement, you know, because there's there's a lot going on. But um, I just appreciate you clicking on this episode, even if you just listen to two seconds or two minutes. Um, I appreciate you, and yeah, I think that's about it. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope to have you listening again soon. Bye. Pages from My Notebook, a true-to-life podcast, is a passion project by yours truly, Erica Barnes. Read episode descriptions and more at pagesfrommynotebookpod.com. Follow the pod on Instagram at pagesfrommynotebookpod and like the pod on Facebook at facebook.com slash pagesfrommynotebookpod. You can support the pod monthly via Anchor at anchor.fm slash erica dash Barnes slash support. I hope to have you listening again soon.